Welcome to another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast. I'm Rogue's dad, George, and we made it. We're on the East Coast, Rogie. It's been uh, interesting getting settled in and trying to figure everything out, and it's kind of the reason why I haven't been able to do a podcast, uh, just trying to schedule things and figure out when I could have a little quiet time. Uh, So, here you go. The new episode of Rogue Dad Podcast, East Coast Trip. Hi, Rogie. So, we took a trip to the East Coast. We've moved here. We are in Henrico, Virginia. I think that's how you say it. I've been corrected and told a couple different things, but it's H-E-N-R-I-C-O. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. Anyway, uh, it was quite a journey. It took us about a week and a half to get here. We left about a month ago, maybe a little little longer. Uh, but it took us about a week and a half to get here. We stopped off in Arizona first and visited my Uncle Steve and my cousin Steven. And you love your Uncle Steve just like I do. You know, you guys, he's a great uncle still. Uh, getting up there, getting up there. So I'm glad you were able to see him. You know, I don't, I'm, I mean, as shitty as it sounds, I don't know when we're going to get back to the West Coast, uh, specifically Arizona. So I'm glad that we got to do that while we could. Uh, we stayed there for a weekend. So it was a Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And did a podcast there. And yeah, man, it was good to see my Uncle Steve. I I get a little emotional sometimes when I talk about him just because he was such a big part of my childhood. And it was really awesome to see him. And you can go back and listen to that podcast. Uh, I don't want to dig up old stuff or, you know, talk about something that you can obviously go back and hear. But then we went out to Oklahoma to visit your mom's sister, so your Aunt Kim and uncle blake and uh shit i'm gonna get in trouble for not remembering their names i remember Paige and i think jack yeah i'm pretty sure i'm right and you know we stayed there at a rv park uh which was really cool because it was right on the lake your mom found it and it was pretty cool mosquitoes were a motherfucker but (laughs) it just you know it's all part of the trip, man. That's one thing on the East Coast, man. Everything as far as outdoors is bigger, including insects. It's uh, it's a little gnarly sometimes to get used to. As a matter of fact, the weather is crazy as hell out here, man. It just starts raining at the drop of a dime. And actually, one of the reasons why I haven't been able to do a podcast is because we have to keep the AC running the whole time. So it's just, it's a little loud and I've tried to record and it's just, it's in the background and I just, you know, a lot of the times people will say, oh, I didn't even notice something that really bugs me in the podcast. Like I'll, when I used to interview people, it would be them tapping on the table or touching their mics or whatever, stuff like that, that, you know, might not come through as prominent in somebody else's ear as it is in mine because I'm actually the one editing it and recording it and doing all that stuff. So I might be a little hard on myself, but nonetheless, that's 
the reason I haven't been able to do a podcast uh, until now, because now the weather has changed and it's a little cooler and I, I don't have to run the AC. Granted, it is 10 in the morning. Things out here have been pretty awesome. Uh, like I said, we spent the first stop in Arizona, the second stop in uh, Oklahoma. No, I think we stopped somewhere sooner. We were also stayed at the Elks Lodges uh, in between. And I want to say we stayed at Albuquerque, New Mexico before Oklahoma. And then one more, I think, in Nashville, Tennessee, and then all the way out here. So it took us a little bit. We got to go to Nashville. That was pretty cool. It definitely is not a spot you want to take your six-year-old kid. I mean, there's probably spots in Nashville again, but we wanted to go down, you know, where all the restaurants and bars are. And it's not really a spot to take a kid. They got to do a lot of walking. It was hot. So maybe we'll go experience that a little later in life when you're older or you're at a friend's house and me and your mom go. <laughs> it's been really cool out here. So we came out here, uh, my buddy Isaac, he has a tattoo uh, supply company that I'm helping him run. And it was the reason for us to come out here, the catalyst, if you will, for me coming out here. And honestly, it's been awesome. The job has been really good you really uh, gravitated towards his daughter who's a year older than you. And he also has a son who's I think two years older than you, Isaac and Rebecca. And it's been good. It's been good. I will say this, and I might not win any new fans because of saying this, but seeing other kids, like I haven't had a good experience or not a good experience, but just a good amount of time with kids other than your cousin or Margo, which was your friend in Newport. Uh, but seeing you, actually, not not even seeing you. Let me let me rephrase this. See, seeing other kids, like I, you're the only kid I've been around. So being around other kids, being around Isaiah and Rebecca, it really has made me appreciate. Like, you're an awesome kid. And I know, like I said, I'm not going to win any fans by saying this, but, dude, Isaac's kids are pretty mean to each other. They're constantly telling on each other. They're constantly uh, bickering with each other. And I just, I, I don't get it because, you know, Isaac's such a cool guy. He's a really good dad. And I just, I can only imagine that they're getting it when they go interact in school with other kids. And maybe your lack of uh, contact with other kids has kind of saved you from being that mean, uh, selfish kid that you totally are not. You, Anytime you bring up something, I want to go somewhere, you're always like, I want to bring Rebecca. Or, hey, how can I include Rebecca? Or... I want to share this with Rebecca and I just don't know if it's reciprocated and it kind of bothers me sometimes because I feel like you're so eager to have a friend and she's kind of not. 
because she has friends at school. She interacts with them. It's not, it's not a, um, a rare thing with her like it is with you. So it's kind of just old news. Kid, having kids in her life is old news. For you, it's not. And it's really made me think about certain things of how like, am I doing you a disjustice because I'm not exposing you to other kids to where you're building that, those relationships with kids your age or people, humans your age where she has. And I, I don't know if it's worth the trade-off of you having interactions with these kids if it's only going to make you a shittier kid. You know, I don't want you to be mean. I don't want you to be a tattletale. I don't want you to uh, be selfish. And I don't know if that's the school system or just the way kids are naturally. I mean, I remember telling on my brother. I remember my brother telling on me. I remember it just being a normal thing like, oh, well, they got a bigger piece. Or why did they get this and I don't? Like, it was natural for me. So I don't know if it's just a natural thing kids do or if you're just a fucking super nice person, you know, you're just so cool and loving and you always want to include your friends in things. And I don't know if that's the trade-off of letting you be exposed to other kids because maybe that's something humans need. Like maybe you need to grow up and be around other people. But, you know, you do dancing, you do Girl Scouts, you're around Rebecca a, a lot, you know, when she's not in school, you guys play together all the time. Uh, and hopefully soon we'll sign you up for jujitsu or something, you know, in the area. I've been waiting for you to get six. That's the age I was told for jujitsu. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. But as of right now, I just want to say that I love you and that you're an awesome kid, man. And I obviously can take some credit, but I can't take all of the credit. You know, your mom's there too, but I don't even think either of us can take all the credit because I think it's naturally in you to be cool to everybody. Um, because listen, I'm going to be real. Your mom and I have had our problems and you've witnessed some of it. And by nature, it has to affect you in some way, but even that hasn't deterred you from just always being encouraging and always being, you know, wanting the best for others. And I, I love that about you, man. I really, really do. I love that you're so inclusive to the point where it's even at your, you'll give away if that means you get less. And most people don't do that. Most people will only give when they have an abundance. If you have two M&Ms, you'll give one away. Most people will do it, only give away if they have three. Then I'll give one. As long as I got two, I'll give you one. But you're like a 50-50 uh, type of kid, type of human, you know? And it really makes me proud of you a lot of the times. Because it happens when I least expect it. I'm like, there's no way she's going to share that. Boom, you share it. And you're such a good kid, man. I, I just want you to know that, that I, I love you and that I'm very proud of the, the person you are becoming because you're better than me. I don't got the shit that you got and I'm fucking 40. <laughs> and I'm 
I'm still like selfish and I, I can't do that because I'm not going to get my two hours at the gym that I need or I'm not going to get this because I got to go do this for you. No, I can't do that. And seeing you interact with these other kids, it really has taught me, you know, to be a better person. And I guess that's what being a parent is, man, is like you have to become better yourself because you're trying to raise a person better than you were raised. It's always about being better, which unfortunately is this weird thing you chase. You're just chasing the dragon like a, a dog chasing his tail uh, because you're always working on yourself. I'm 48. I'm still learning about myself and learning how to do things and be open and, you know, be open to me being wrong. And I think that's one of humans' worst traits is not being able to be told, hey, that's a dumb question. Or, and I know people say that there's no such thing as a dumb question, just a dumb answer. I get it. But sometimes we do act dumb and uninformed or we let our ego get in the way of learning. You know, a lot of people can't admit they're wrong because of ego. You know, oh, no, I, I, I said this and I, I, I meant this or, you know, one thing that you are receptive to is, well, hey, let's try it this way, uh, which is another awesome thing I, I, I really love about you. And I just hope we can keep that instilled in you, man. I hope that doesn't, I hope you don't outgrow that. And you're six right now and it, it's only you know, getting more ingrained in what type of personality you're, you're, uh, evolving into. So I just hope we keep doing the right thing, man. And being on the East coast with you and spending the time that I've gotten to have with you, you know, my schedule before it was very erratic. I didn't know when I was going to work and, you know, to, to, I'm not saying that's anyone's fault. It's just, you know, catering, uh, it just sometimes you got a job moments notice. Sometimes something's canceled. Like, you know, it, it's not, but it is something we had to deal with and it did affect the amount of time I got to spend with you. Thankfully, thank God, you know, Chip uh, was cool about you coming to the grill house because I really had a good time with you there. And I know Chip did. And there are times I miss that, you know, it was a very cool experience and I really am appreciative to him for, the memories we got to make there, you know, the cookies and just you walking around with me and pushing the cart and being part of what I was doing. You know, I, I am very appreciative to him for allowing that to happen. You know, I think it really was a cool connection between you and I where, you know, you got to help me make cookies. You got to help me, you know, push carts and, you know, stack up stuff and you were always cool about it. And, you know, uh, I remember going to work with my grandpa and that was a really cool thing I, I loved doing because it was just, I got to watch him, you know, when you get to watch somebody you look up to, it's a, it's a, a time together and it's like a connection that you don't get anywhere else. Like seeing somebody work, like seeing my grandpa work, I mean, dude, he, he was so much older than all the other driver. He was their boss. And just seeing him out there tarping loads in the rain, fucking man shit, you know, just savage shit that just, 
strapping downloads in, in the middle of the night or like three in the morning after driving all day and just doing it all on coffee and fucking gumption and just like because it had to get done because it's just something that's ingrained in you and seeing that made me the the hard worker and hustler that i know i am i know i am because i've seen it i've been around other people who don't work as hard as me and i know that's a good trade in me and i'm very grateful that was in a situation where you got to see that most kids don't get to go to work with their their parents sometimes if it's a necessity or you know but i i consider it a luxury i really really do i consider it a luxury for a kid to at least go witness a little bit of what their parents do it shapes your opinion of adults where you're like oh no 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 i saw my dad do this so i know that's you know what's supposed to get done if something needs to be done my dad would go and do it the bathroom is something as minuscule as the bathroom being the trash being taken out i didn't have to do that but it needed to be done so i did it and i think you seeing me do the little odds and ends that make up the big job the overall job you got to see the nuts and bolts i think it's shaping your opinion of what a good worker is and that's important to me especially nowadays where technology does a lot of jobs and you know i'm guilty of it too chat I, um, I love chat gpt and i don't know what it's going to be like when you start listening to these podcasts and i can only imagine but i it's important for me for you to see value in work and value in doing a good job and giving something has like something most people would think meaningless but to to make sure that no matter what job you do as little as it as if it's just sweeping out the kitchen at the end of the day do it right do it the best you can just like making a very very good meal you do it the best you can you want them to taste how much effort you put into this fucking food you want yourself to know nobody came into the kitchen really a couple people but when i walked in there i saw how good of a job i did on the floor or how good a job you do anything you are your best judge and i want you to have pride in what you do like as an example i said that you we went to tree time yesterday and it was this zip line uh it was this place up in the trees they had all these platforms in the trees and you had to go climb tree to tree and zip line from tree to tree and there were all these different uh bridges some were on ropes some were on chains some were on platforms some were on planks some were it was just all these it, one was a net uh not funicello but a net like a fishing net. no i'm kidding that's an old joke nobody's gonna get that joke a net funicello <laughs> oh my goodness uh she is one of them i believe she was one of the first mickey mouse club people uh but i remember her from back to the beach with frankie avalon nobody who listens to this is gonna get that uh anyway uh you know, I told the whole point of me saying this is that I had told you that at, on the ride home, how proud I was of you for, you did not budge, man. You were a little savage up there. I loved it. 
you weren't scared of the heights you weren't scared of having to any type of bridge you had to go across even the harder even the ones where i was like whoa hey this is a little challenging and for me you just charged it man and i, I was telling you how proud i was of you and how good you did you know you did better than everybody else out there and you got mad because you said you were you didn't want me to say that you did better than rebecca listen don't ever not do your best even if it means that someone you care about you beat it don't ever dim your light for someone else's man i want you to do the best you can every time you do something i want you to try the best I, I know you're good at things. So the thought of you not doing them as well as you can because you want somebody else to win, I, I that is such, that's exact, that's the exact trait I was talking about earlier, how you put your friends first. But I don't want it to be at the detriment of you. And I love that that's in you, in your heart, but I want you to always go out there and kill it. I mean, that's the selfishness of a parent. You want your kid to finish first. You, no parent's like, oh, man, I, I, I really want my kid to come in third. <laughs> it, it just does not happen, dude, especially with me. There is no fucking way I'm going to root for you to be anything but the best. And I know that if you try as well as I know you can, you're going to be the best. And... Not that if you don't come in first, that that's not, I don't care as long as you try your best. If you try your hardest, I know you have the potential to do the best out of this group. I know you have the potential to come first. I know you have the potential to get the lead or do whatever, uh, whatever thing, possible thing I'm talking about. There's, there's nothing specific i'm talking about i'm in overall general i want you to do your best if you don't win that's fine as long as you do your best you come in fourth that's fine as long as you did your best and that's all i want from you that's all i want for you is to you for you to know that when you get done with something, all right, I put my, my all effort into it because that's what was needed. And I just, I don't want you to put yourself second, you know, if, if the, the powers that be, you come in second, that's fine. You come in third, fourth, fifth, it doesn't mean you come in last. It doesn't matter. As long as you didn't intentionally put yourself there. I want you to try, sweetie. And I know you can. You're a savage in so many areas, man. So many areas. And we get so many different looks and stuff from parents because you you don't act like other kids. But thank God, dude. Thank God. Thank God your personality is intact and it hasn't been broken by the school system. Thank God your sense of humor is as weird and odd and fucking hilarious as it is because you haven't to been told by kids at school to not be funny or don't do that joke or don't do that kids police themselves you guys are your worst uh gauge 
of what is acceptable. Kids are so mean to each other, man. And you don't see it until you're an adult because you're a kid. You're in it. Like you don't see the abuse when you're in it. You only see it when you get to step out and look from afar and be like, oh, shit. Man, I was actually a really shitty kid. Dude, I was a horrible kid. I thought I was cool. I thought I was awesome. I thought I was funny. No, man. Kids don't know what they are. But I'm very grateful that your spirit hasn't been broken by the normal interactions in society. People are, are pretty mean to each other when it comes down to it. On the surface, we all say we want what's best for each other. We all do that. But not at the expense of ourselves. It's, it's very few. And I'm not trying to act like the whole world's a horrible place, blah, 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 blah. No, but if we're going to be, I'm going to be real with you on this podcast and you're going to listen to this and you're going to take my advice as your dad. Yeah, man, most people are mean to each other. Most people only care about their friends, only care about their family. And, you know, when they don't, it's great. When you experience the strain, the uh, kindness of strangers, that's a really good thing. And I, I've been fortunate enough to have that feeling. Uh, but I'm so grateful after seeing other kids here and, Rebecca and Isaiah interact with each other. I'm like, fuck, I'm kind of glad you don't have a brother or sister because I don't want you to act like that. And I don't know if it's them engaging it on themselves, if they're experiencing it at school and then they come and just, it just, you know, keeps going on at home or, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is, to be honest, but I do know you're not like that. And I do know that I'm very grateful for that. And I'm, I don't want you to change who you are because right now you're an awesome kid. And I'm very grateful that you are who you are. And honestly, if I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit, <laughs> I'm proud of the job we've done with you because after seeing other kids and you know, I, I will say that there was a lot of times where I wasn't sure about homeschooling and your mom stuck to her guns and, you know, she, she's done her homework on this way more than I have. Uh, and I still, you know, there's still things in me that I think I can teach you better than a lot of things. We, you and I have this connection where, you know, I get how you learn because I learned the same way as a kid, but if, if I can say one thing, your mom was right about homeschooling. And I'm grateful that you aren't like other kids. So I love you. And let's keep this East Coast thing going. And I just want you to know that we're out here to make things better for you. And the East Coast is cool. Like, I love everywhere I've been going, Virginia Beach, Richmond, uh, Fredericksburg, DC, all oh, this is so cool. I'm such a history buff. So to be here and see all these like colonial Williamsburg and, you know, just all these sites, uh, historical sites and to, to be out here and see Congress and the Senate and everything and the Washington monument, man, I actually got choked up when I, the first time I seen the Washington monument, just because I'm such a history buff and I can't wait to start teaching you history. Uh, I kind of already have, it's just, you know, it's a hard scope to grasp, you know, hundreds of years ago when you're six years old. Uh, but I'm just, I'm really hopeful for our life out here. And I hope that 
you growing to be a good person out here, which I know you will, regardless of where we are. But I really like the East Coast. It's It's been good to us. So stay tuned for more Rogue Dad adventures out here. And, you know, we'll, we'll keep you updated on how it's different out here on the East Coast than it is on the West Coast. Uh, I will say this. People suck at driving out here. People turn on lane change without blinkers, and they're just in no hurry to go anywhere. They're, everyone's on their phone. It's just, man, it's annoying. But anyway, that's for another podcast. So thank you for listening to another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast. I love you all. Thank you all for listening. And hopefully it keeps going. Hopefully uh, Rogue Dad is a weekly thing again now that we're settling in our schedules and our routine out here a little more. So I love you, sweetie. And talk to you next time. Bye.